Southeast Radio's morning mix. Southeast Radio. And a very good morning to you, Alan, and to your listeners. We were speaking off air yesterday, and you celebrated a big birthday. Was it yesterday? Was I did, birthday? yeah. I was 80 yesterday, yeah. 80 years on the planet, and I must say, uh, very happy to arrive at that figure. And that, as I say, enjoying the best of health. I'm very pleased to say I thank whoever my God is for that. And um, I've always worked towards being fundamentally fit and healthy and well, without being fanatical about it, you know. You've also but, uh, penned a few uh, books, haven't you, on the whole issue? And I, I'm trying to remember the last time I spoke to you, it was in relation to a book you'd penned. Can you remember which one? Yeah, I think the last one I did was a non- the non-fiction one called Mindful Days. It's just a series of short essays, about one or two pages on each. And some of them were uh, biographical memories of days when I was a kid in Kilmore back in the late 50s, early 60s, and um, as I say, then others of them are little short two, three pages on perhaps learning how to use your food or why we should exercise or how it, you know, how it affects both the mind and the body, because most of us are aware of the effect of the mind on the body, but not everybody is aware of the huge reciprocal effect of the body on the mind. And it's an amazing thing about being fundamentally fit, Alan. I've seen this over the 56 years I've been in the what they, what they now call the fitness industry. But the thing about it is that people start to feel better about practically everything when they begin to get themselves into a program of fundamental fitness. Now, I'm not talking about fanaticism. If you are a fanatic, that's fine. Go ahead and practice it. But you don't have to be one. And there are a tremendous number of people who would willingly start on a program if they thought they could sustain it. And that I've found over the years has perhaps been the biggest stumbling block to people getting started on a program. They really don't believe that they will actually keep it up. They say, I've started this before, I've done it before, I've fallen off the wagon, and then I'm back not only as bad as I was when I started, but perhaps even worse. But the whole thing is to actually, I believe, get a level at which you can commit to with a belief. And one of the ways, one of the really successful ways of doing that and effective ways of doing it, I've found over the years, is to set a goal. So before you put your runners on, before you run out and buy your tracksuit or your set of weights or anything else, think about what it is that you might want from your program. For instance, it might be a good idea to take five, ten minutes, switch off the phone, sit in the car, sit in the kitchen or the office or wherever it is. You can sit for the next 10, 15 minutes with no anticipation of disturbance or anything else and write down, get a pen and paper and write down what it is you'd like to achieve, whether it's to lose weight, have more energy, be more focused, uh, get more out of yourself with maybe less wear and tear, be less stressed, whatever it might be. But begin to write the list of things that would appeal to you about being fundamentally fit. And the thing also to be aware of, I believe, is that when you actually start practicing Whatever it is, whether it's walking, jogging, 
pumping iron, whatever it may be, that once you actually start to do that on a regular basis, it's physically impossible for your body to not respond. And once the body begins to respond to that, we begin to feel better. We begin to sleep a little bit more restfully. We begin to think a bit more clearly. We begin to digest our food more effectively and we use ourselves generally in a much more effective and enjoyable and efficient way. It's a so fascinating, I'm, I'm fascinated by what I'm hearing from you, David, this morning. I, I, I mean, can you give me an example of, say, just one programme? Because obviously, depending on your age, your height, your weight, everything, yeah. it's going to impact on what you would set as a realistic target. But can you just give me, say, Mr. A or Mrs. A or Miss A or, or Master A and just say, give yeah. me one example of somebody sitting in the car, making the decision and coming up with a programme. Can you give me just one example of it? I surely can. Here's one for you. There's a fellow started up with me on a program uh, before Christmas. He started in mid-November. He's in his mid-60s. He had been a very competent county hurler in his young day. And then he went into the commercial world, went into business, did very well for himself, but uh, also suffered the consequences of success whereby he started to eat quite rich foods on a regular basis, drink a bit too much alcohol and everything. And his life, um, apart from being a commercial and personal success, um, other than that, his body and his mind began to suffer from the high living. Now, he said to me, Dave, what in the name of God am I going to do because I haven't done anything for 20, 25 years? And I said, George, what you do is here, sit down for a few minutes, Think about what you want from the program, and I'm going to ask you to write it down. Now, this is absolutely vital, Alan. I believe this, that it's vital to write down what you want from the program, whether it's running or going to the gym or whatever. And here's why. When we write what we want, I want to lose weight, or I want to feel better about myself, or I want to be more confident, or I want to be more focused, When we write that, we connect with the words we write on the paper. We also hear our voice. We talk to ourselves all day long. You know, we talk ourselves in and out of circumstances and situations every second of the day. And what happens is that we hear the voice with which we say it. So that little inner voice at this time is working for us. We also see the words written on the paper. So we're visually connecting with them. And that appeals to the imagination. And then we start to think in pictures. And then what happens is that we begin to get a little bit excited. Maybe we begin to feel good about what we're looking at and what we're thinking about. And particularly at a time like this after Christmas now, we all tend to feel a little bit let down because it's a bit of an anti-climax after all the noise and the music and the parties and the drinks and the food and everything else. And um, all of a sudden, it's a little bit flat. Here we are on the 3rd of January. But when we start to focus our minds on what we can actually do, and remember, these are things that we can do. It's not pie-in-the-sky stuff. It isn't some woody kind of dream. Oh, yeah, I would like to do that. We're actually writing down and thinking about what is distinctly possible 
for any human being who is well enough to walk and stand mm. on the earth. He can actually put himself into practice and start working from the inside out. So, so what, 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 did, what did this hurler do, this retired hurler do then, successful business? I'll tell you what, the first thing he did, I got him to start looking at his posture, how he was walking, sitting, carrying himself, and then his breathing patterns. And I gave him a few breathing techniques to work with because he was really out, he nearly four stone overweight, but he was really out of shape as well, and he was tired, and he was a bit dispirited by the whole thing. But after about a week, within a week, now this fellow, remember, he's in his mid-60s, and within a week, he began to think, well, hold on, I feel that little bit better. Now, that encouraged him then. The next step was to actually do some physical activity. So what I suggested to him was to go out the door at least four nights a week, preferably the six or seven, because there's nothing too vigorous about this. Walk for seven minutes. Start off fairly gently and easily. Get into a pattern. Begin to lift the pace, the tempo a bit. And at the end of seven minutes, turn around and walk back. Now, that's just on quarter of an hour walking. But what happened is that as he started to do that three to four nights a week, and it was perfectly feasible thing to do, so that, you know, he wasn't put off by it, it wasn't overwhelming or daunting or anything else. What happened was that as soon as he started to do that, Alan, he lifted his heart rate. The heart rate came up, the lungs began to open, the whole system began to function more efficiently. Air got into his lungs, oxygen got into his bloodstream, it got pumped around by that magnificent muscle we call the heart, that muscular pump, and of course the whole system began to revitalize. Now because he was doing that on a regular basis and frequency is everything, that's the whole thing about it. You don't have to go out and kill yourself for three hours and then do nothing for ten days. Little and often is the secret and that's the answer. Persistence. Persistence. I have but, to wrap it for the moment, David, and I unfortunately have to leave it there. But would you come back on with me again in the, in, within the next couple of weeks and we, we can look at this I, a I bit more? I would love to. I'd yeah. be delighted, Jan. Sorry, I rabbit on a bit, but there you No, go. no, it was fascinating, and it was a lovely start to the brand new year to give people re- achievable goals, and I think I think that's the most realistic yeah. targets, no matter what you are, but I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about this over the coming weeks, and we'll do that yeah. and link in with you. Can I wish you a happy new year? Uh, is it, if uh, From all the books you've written, is there any one particular book that can highlight that that people may go looking for please yeah dynamic health dynamic health dynamic health d-y-n-a-m-i-c and you can get it on amazon you can get it in either paperback or in uh, or in uh, what what does it call it digital form and we will certainly link up with you over the coming weeks again to find out more because you've gone down extremely well with our listeners this morning and i want to look at that wexford base as well the kilmore base with you but we can talk about that at a later date happy new year to you david And to you, Alan, and God bless you. Stay well. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix.